Welcome to the Council of Moms, where we get together a lot of moms from different backgrounds, with different parenting styles, with different likes, dislikes, different experiences, and we all come together and talk about how we really feel about everything. (laughs) Today on the Council of Moms, we're going to be talking about um, some specific ways to help each other with the hopes of creating more empathy. And we hope that you will take away uh, from the Council of Moms this spirit of, oh yeah, when we are vulnerable and share what we really think and our real experiences with each other, we not only help ourselves, but we can help other people too. So we're changing the conversations that we have. It's not about comparison, it's about connection. So today I'm asked everyone on the Council of Moms to introduce themselves and to share a favorite gift that they've received as a mom. I thought we'd give it a little positive spin. Um, you know, they're macaroni necklaces. And, you know, what collages made with buttons. Like, these are priceless, priceless items, right? Um, I'm going to start by saying um, a few years ago, my um, now 23-year-old Owen created these um, sort of subway poster artworks, so huge artwork um, for my late husband and I, one of a chicken and one um, of Satan, because those were the roles... (laughs) that we were playing in the play where we met. So where our whole family started is my husband and I were in this play. He was Satan and I was a chicken on Noah's Ark, of course. And so he made, uh, so Owen made these uh, posters with this gorgeous art. And it was just kind of one of those moments where you, like it was beautiful, like something that I would pay money for. And then you realized, oh my kid, they made this you know, and you have that feeling. And then it also contributed to like our family culture of like, oh, this is where our family started. Anyway, when I, I have them on my wall and they bring me a lot of joy. That's one of my favorite gifts. And we also have uh, I'm Brooke Hoops, um, mother to six. Our kids um, range from about eight to 20. And, um, The first thought that I had was our last baby, I ended up finding out the day before that I had to go unmedicated. That was an unplanned. Mm. I had some blood work results that were not good. Anyway, so I was like reading hypnobirthing books (laughs) the night before. Anyway. I have never heard of that. It was crazy. I'm sorry. Um, And we, I, I got ready to go to the hospital and my kids had written me a note that said, Mom, you've got this. And one of my daughters had taped like two or three quarters with scotch tape that said, get yourself a treat at Day's Market when you're done. <laughs> Our little grocery market oh, here in the neighborhood. That is the and that cutest. was a tr- little treasure. Like my kids were behind me in my hard moment. Wow. That is cute. Um, I'm Emily Campbell. I'm a mom of three. And one of the best gifts I've received as a mom, but not from my children, um, was when some friends, other moms, gifted me like a package of three at-home massages. Oh, that's one of the best gifts I've ever yeah. received. It was so needed and useful, and felt so luxurious. And I wasn't gonna, you know, pay money for that for myself. So super thoughtful. Loved it. Still loving it. Perfect. I'm Gina James, and I'm a mom of four. And my kids always bring me flowers. 
ever since they were little, and I'm talking like pick the neighbor's tulips flowers. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so cute that they all have done it. And just as recently as a couple weeks ago, we went on a hike, and I have this like man cub of a child right now who's just grown about six (laughs) inches in the last six months, This um, my 15-year-old son. And we were just on a little hike, and he just picked a flower, and he's like, here, Mom, I want you, you know, this is for you. And it was just the sweetest thing. They always just bring me, just be, and I like it. They're not huge, but it's just, they're bringing me things that remind them of me. And so just like, I think, oh, well, I'm on your mind. So I think that's a sweet gift. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you for being here. We like to have these kinds of conversations. I was talking to a friend the other day about a problem, and I wondered if, um, and she asked me like a like a hard question, like what would you do in this situation? And the details aren't necessarily important. We've all had those like mm-hmm. kind of conversations with our friends. And I just had to stop for a second, and I was like, because I I wanted to really like answer it consciously. And it, you know what's so interesting is I said, just let me think about that, and I want to get back to you. Because we were um, messaging on Marco Polo, which is a great, you know, app where you can kind of like talk, talk it through instead of texting it through, you know, when you live far away. And it's funny because while I was thinking about it, mulling it over, I found myself thinking, well, what would she think about it? Well, what would she think about it? Like I was thinking about all my network of mom friends who might answer differently than me or have a different idea or a new idea so that I could give my friend like the best advice. And I I caught myself doing that because I knew that we would be recording the Council of Moms. And I thought, isn't that so interesting? Because what a benefit that is to not just have your own experience when you're trying to mother, but that you have the experiences of those who you talk to and create in your circle. And so, you know, this is my push for creating your own Council of Moms when you're creating um, friendship groups that of different generations, ages, backgrounds, different kinds of marriages, different kinds of relationships, different Super kinds smart. of kids, yeah. problems, strengths, weaknesses, likes, dislikes. That variety has served me so much in my life mm-hmm. that I really feel like I want to give a huge plug to it. And where better to do that than here on the Council of Moms? <laughs> so thank you for being part of that um, because you guys came in, in into my mind as well. So I feel like we've got a, a real powerhouse conversation coming up. <laughs> so I, I really want to... Um, take this seriously. So we reached out to our listeners, and I love the Lisa Show community, and we asked, what kind of questions do you have about parenting? And as I was going through them, um, you know, I'm always looking for what they're really asking and how to sort of clump together a lot of questions so that, because there's themes that come up that everyone is really worried about. Okay, so this is the one that I landed on for this particular group. I really love it because I do find that the Council of Moms and my friends, you know, in, with different perspectives are in my head. So I thought, let's bring that to this particular question, and it's this. How do you, are you supposed to react, or how do you react, to others' interpretation of your parenting? So we got <laughs> I'll give you a second. <sighs> this is actually like from three different questions because one was like, hey, my mother-in-law is constantly criticizing or just and she's like super involved. How do I, you know, set boundaries while still being kind? And another one talked about how like 
Um, other moms seem to have it all together. I seem to not be able to. And it's kind of exhausting sort of trying to keep up. Like, And then the third question that folds into this one is um, the idea of friends. Like, how can I find other friends that kind of just, like support me in this? But all of it had to do with this interpretation. Like, you know, we don't mother in a vacuum. And... <laughs> Which is great and horrible. We mother with a vacuum often. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Several different kinds. Uh, but how do you react to others' interpretations of your mothering? And you can take it, uh, you know, with any relationship. Mm. How do you interpret that question? I used to get really offended, like— Personally, you know, internally, like I tried not to show that I was offended, but I was like, are you, like, are you telling me, you know, how somebody's like, oh, well, this is what I do with my children. And when they say it that way, you're like, well, are you putting down what I'm doing with my children by telling me what you do with your children? Or are you sharing? (laughs) Or are you sharing? (laughs) And most of the time I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying your just like, oh, this is just a good idea I've had. And that, and that really affected me as a young mother. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes, I think I think of the so much stress I had about whether or not or which preschool to send my children to. Oh yeah. In my neighborhood, there was this preschool. Everybody went to this one preschool, but you had to like get on the wait list. I mean, it's like what you see in all dumb sitcoms and stuff that they have to get in this wait list to get in this preschool. I didn't know anything about it. Plus, it was really expensive and I couldn't afford it. I was gonna say, like I couldn't afford it. It's such a my privileged could afford yeah. it. dilemma. Right. And I'll tell you what, the difference was, and the and and now I have hindsight. So I my kids didn't go to that fancy preschool and whatever. Looking back, their children were not any better off academically or prepared for kindergarten than my kids were. And some were worse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, isn't that horrible? No. I still think that. This is how it's the trauma that stayed with me. And so I think for me, I just have gotten more comfortable with the choices I've made as a parent as I've become, as I've been a parent longer, that I don't really care what anybody else thinks. Because guess what? They don't know my children like I know my children. So I have to always remind myself, well, they don't, that's great for their children. And that's great for maybe how they were raised and what they're bringing to the table as a parent. But for my children and with my experiences, these are the things I'm doing. And so I try to have confidence and remind myself of that. And and the older I've become as a parent, the less I care. What I think that's interesting because I think that's going to be a theme, you know. Oh, you get older, you don't care or whatever. But I do. It's like, not that I don't years. care. That's 20 years yeah. like between oh, I got to get into this preschool to be like, yeah, I don't care. And they, they were fine. But that, in that 20 years, like what was helpful for you to get from A to B? Knowing my children and knowing and and serve you know uh, parenting or ser- serving my children. I mean that's what parenting is, right? Serving my children in the best way for each of them because they went to different preschools yeah. based on what I felt like they needed yeah. too. You can't. And parent. we never and some, went to preschool. And, yeah. and right. I never. Well, and one of my one of my daughters went to preschool and it, it started in September. And at Christmas time, the preschool teacher goes. Maybe we should just have a little break for a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> she was such a nightmare. <laughs> really? Was, yeah. And so was I was it? like, you know who it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, my and so I was just like, you know what? 
Yeah. You don't need preschool. So December till she went to kindergarten, she just stayed home. We tried. It wasn't great. And so we did our own things. And she's great. She's yeah. one of your best she's, ones. She is one of they're, <laughs> they're all I, the best ones. I, I have four ones that are great. <laughs> <laughs> I only have four children, so that works out well. But yeah, I mean, you just do what they need. Yeah, and it's so individual, right? It's like, so individual. Yeah, you can't parent all your kids the no. same way. And yeah, but but that I, preschool teacher was judging my parenting. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Which is fine. She's really was nice. Was she young and did she have any kids? No, yet? she was she had like older oh, kids. Stop it. But she like could not handle. No way. Yeah. And I didn't think my daughter was that bad. Yeah. But here we are. But here we I, were. I feel like for me, if I've ever noticed like commenting on on my parenting, it's usually from younger parents. And then I'm just like, oh well. You think you know things now, you know, and I remember being a young mom and thinking, oh, my kids won't do this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, it seems like I've just kind of, like Gina said, I kind of stopped caring. But in the interim, again, it's knowing your own kids because what another mom does for her, you know, naughty teenager or or little toddler that lies is so different than what everybody else can do for their kids. Like it just, it doesn't work for everybody. So I, and I do remember in particularly responding to a neighbor, not really commenting negatively, but just kind of observing. And, um, (laughs) and I remember having to like say some good things about my child and saying, well, you know, they're really awesome at this one thing or they're, far beyond their years in this other thing or whatever. And I kind of felt like, not that I needed to go to bat or defend them mm-hmm. or balance it out, but I just wanted to remind myself like, oh, they're actually pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to stress about every little thing and worry about the appearances or worry about what everyone else thinks. But, you know, so, I mean, but it is nice to be able to go to people and say, I'm struggling with this thing. Yeah. But then yes. when you get that feedback that's maybe a little on the negative side or you feel like it's negative, you got to kind of... Counter, counteract that or balance it out or, you know. Well, and I feel like I, there were certain years in my parenting where I did a lot of looking left and right, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. where it was kind of seeking that even, like Am seeking right? those opinions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think you I'm need making it. the choices, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I read a lot of parenting and, books, yes. I mean, to be honest. But I think over time I found, I mean, there's actually still a place for that, right? Mm-hmm. Seeking, like you're saying, we're struggling with this or what are mm-hmm. your thoughts? But there's always a moment for me where it's looking kind of upward and inward, right? Where I just feel seek that peaceful feeling mm-hmm. of this may not make sense to anybody mm-hmm. else. And sometimes that even means it's the right thing for me. Um, but having that that kind of inner peace yeah. allows me to maybe more graciously say, oh, what a great idea. And <laughs> yeah. that seems to be working really well in your family. Yeah. For us, you know, and, and being willing to find that peace in you do you and and we're doing us the best we can really imperfectly but i'm trying to you know listen to that inner voice oh i think that's super important to to trust your mom gut you yeah. know because i mean in my experience it's usually right yeah and it's usually telling you what's best for your own child for sure i think that's super important i always felt this need to protect my kids from Criticism, Mm -hmm. yes, and which is impossible. (laughs) You know, you can't do. But I remember my kids being smaller, and and I was a lot more sensitive to how are the kids, other kids treating them, how are the other parents treating them, and the teachers, what do they really think, and 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 
like trying to shield them from that because mm-hmm. um, I felt like that that was my job as a mom. And I think I learned in a heartbreaking ways that that's you can't right. protect them. Like I, I really did think like, yeah, you can say like, – I got to the point I think at pretty early on of like, yeah, I don't care how other people feel – but I did. It was just in a different way. I felt it was how my how everyone felt about my kid, mm-hmm. yeah. not not my parenting. Sure. So I think we all have sort of a sensitive spot. Um, my oldest son um, Miles ha- had a teacher who didn't like him, mm-hmm. and I remember um, he would come home and say things. He was really nervous about it. And of course, of course. (laughs) And we were trying to figure it out. And in my mind, I was like, well, of course, an elementary school teacher loves all of her students. And I remember we went to a parent teacher conference and we saw her interacting with Miles and my husband and I were like, oh, she doesn't. And that's making, and it was so weird. And we were like, do you take him out? Do you know, like uh, all that kind of stuff, that that kind of judgment where she's like, well, he just did it. He just, mm." and it wasn't about anything that was, it was, it was just like oil and water. Like, I don't know what it was or whatever. And we talked to Miles about it. And I remember asking him like, yeah, she stresses us out. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to move in classes, like, absolutely. And he's, he was so, and if you know him now as an adult, he was like that as a little kid. Uh-huh. And he goes, you know what? I just learned early on, this is him in fifth grade. <laughs> I just learned early on that, you know, not everyone's going to like you. And, oh, well, what do you, and nothing you can it. do about it. No big deal. He that was 0% like worried about it. But that made me excuse myself from the dinner table and cry yeah. in the bathroom mm-hmm. because I'm like, <laughs> He's okay with he knows. Yeah. He found he, out that, that everyone's really gonna like, you know. But it's so smart as But reaction. he was fine. Yeah. He was like, no, I've got friends in there. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't abusive or anything. Right. It was just she didn't think that he was as wonderful as precious. you did. Yes. Well, and as wonderful as he is. As he yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. As he is. Anyway, but that was an interesting That's weird. experience for me to see from the outside. Like you can't protect anybody from that. But boy, if you want to bring out like my intense, fierce mama bear side, <laughs> then just critis- crit- mm-hmm. just say my kids are okay, or <laughs> yeah. you know, or that you don't like. You're like no, I will, thing, I like, will go nuts. Yeah. yeah, we we can take what you want to say about how we interact with our kids. Whatever, it's fine. But yeah, don't say anything about the Them. actual children. Yeah. Yeah. I've in my experience, I have loved to hear. Um, my friends talk about my children mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm a li- I get critical of them and I feel I probably subconsciously, you know, am caring like how they're presented to the world. I try not to, you know, make my oh, kids totally. a reflection of me, but you know, like sometimes you feel that way. But when I hear other people like friends that know them and love them talk about them, I'm like, go on, oh, you I know? know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, on the flip side, nothing makes you feel I so know. like- And I <sighs> really appreciate that. I mean, I feel like every- t- we were just with a friend we haven't seen for years the other night. And he was like, your daughter is amazing. And she's this and that. And I'm like, and I found she myself is. going, oh, well, you know, it's been rough. But he's right. And yeah. and I I appreciate the love my friends have for my children because it helps me relax and say, you know what? I just need to love them like that. And, and it will work out. And as long as our relationship is good, like I don't have to stress as much, yeah. you know, but. 
But it's hard to get there. It's hard to get there. there. And and how do you react then when someone is making a comment about your parenting, you know, or your relationship with your kid? And it's not somebody you can just brush off or, you know, go to the next grade. It's somebody in your family. It's somebody who's close to you. How how does that change? What's appropriate or what's helpful? (laughs) I guess helpful is what I mean. Of uh, to do or say. It's rough. When my oldest was littler and all my nieces and nephews were closer in that age, like early teens and stuff, I can remember my parents and my mother-in-law making comments about um, everything, really. I mean, they weren't hypercritical, but I can remember having to explain, we're living in a different world now. (laughs) We (laughs) have problems you never even could have wrapped your mind around, you know, and then, and being kind of confused on the way we did things and why we said yes to some things and no to other things. And I, and you do have to like remind, especially older generations that this is not like the eighties. This is not like the seventies and the nineties, you know, like we are living in a futuristic world with really weird problems that we never, even our, our first generation of kids with smartphones, right? Like we're the first moms to ever have kids with smartphones. Our parents could not have even managed any of this, you know? And so, you know, I think that's appropriate, right? To nicely remind people like, hey, there are so many things I have to like micromanage that you never even thought of. So I I think something else that's helpful too, depending on you know, what side of the family it's coming from and and the situation that you have with your, you know, your spouse if you're married. Um, you know, comments, it's kind of like you take care of your side of the family yeah. and yeah. I take care of my side of the family. But and and you have a united front. I mean that that's a, is something that's a, that's a a good tip though. Yeah. It yeah. is a tip. I, yeah. I think because because you have, I mean with your family, you have that history of, you know, growing up in your family of origin and knowing how that communication happens sure. within your family because even within the families that, you know, you each come from, there's there's a culture there. And so there's things, you know, that people will say and and not say about about different things. And so um so you want the native from that culture <laughs> the native, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. speak back to the to the savages, right? In that language, in that, in that language. language. Yeah. No, I I I really have have no complaints. But it's interesting because there are just, and it's not even necessarily criticisms. It's just like, oh, there's different ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I think too, when a family comes together, you know, the dad brings things from from their family, and the mom brings things from their family, and then we kind of have to decide, okay, what are we going to do for our family? And I think if you remind, if if that's, if you remember that and then have a united front in parenting, obviously, I mean, the children know if there's divisions, <laughs> um, then then that just helps make it so much easier and better to deal with those kind of things when you've already thought through, this is what we're doing. This, yeah. is, this is how our family is going to deal with these things. I think if you can, if you can let yourself to be relaxed enough in those moments to make it light and funny. I was uh-huh. just going to say that. That, that has worked for me. Like my, yeah. I remember my mom making a comment. I don't even know what she said, but it was something about like um, parental supervision, right? And and watching the kids. And my sister was there with me and we were like, mom, what are you talking about? You worked full time our whole lives <laughs> and you left us home all day long in the summer. And we went swimming in our pool 
with no adults there. Like right. all day long we just swam and we would jump off the roof into the pool and uh, there were injuries, you know. And so and she was like, I did not. And we were like, mom, you know, like we know you're aging, but your memory is fully intact, you know. And she was kind of trying to like downplay that that was not safe and that was, you know, I mean, it was fine, and it was the '80s. We all, you know, we all were alone, and a lot of us were latchkey kids, and it was and totally no helmets, great. Yeah, right. no helmets, no car seats, <laughs> all the things. And she was like, "Oh my goodness, I, I can't believe that." Yeah, I did do that, and she realized, like, okay, yeah, you know, it's not that big of a deal, and kids are, you know, yeah. sometimes race themselves in some ways, and that's all right. That's not bad. And I think there's yeah. a larger issue too when someone is interpreting your parenting, right? Yeah. It's it's. <laughs> And I love that I'm using the word interpreting your parenting because they're just <laughs> judging you. They're judging <laughs> but I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I obviously have a bias of that. And so, I and I appreciate that, I mean, you really are bringing up points of, of, of how to make it better, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how, to, how to not only um, like deflect it, but like get to that point where you're like, it doesn't affect me, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and I love these conversations and they go by so quickly, but in the last little remaining time we have, I want to ask one more question and just kind of go around because, um, you know, we don't, we cannot control other people. We can only control ourselves. Is there something that you do consciously now as an adult to make it easier to be less judgmental, to interpret more generously for others the way that they parent? And what is it? I love that question. I mean, it, it just makes me think about how I interact with everyone around me and, and giving people that grace to to be who they are and, and trust that they're living um, their best lives. But one thought that I had is I think there are certain situations that can't be avoided, right? There's people at the grocery store who maybe say something and or in a, you know a neighborhood, you can let that go. But when it is those relationships where it's lasting and it's stickier. I think sometimes it's a combination of both grace for that person, seeking to understand where they're coming from, and then also maybe preemptively just stating our own truths and and holding to them regardless of how it's received. Um, And I think that's something that Rich, my spouse, and I have tried to do is in those sticky situations, maybe it's a preemptive email that's sent that says, this holiday here are some of the things that we will be doing. Uh, <laughs> or we, you know, yeah. we will be attending this and this, but can't make it this night. Or anyway, the, those stickier things I think sometimes do involve tricky communication and seeking to reinvent, reinvent what's the best way um, in those situations that don't necessarily just disappear. Yeah. Um, I having three kids in three different decades of my life has given me a lot of different perspective. You know, mm-hmm. I had a baby in my 20s, a baby in my 30s, a baby in, in my 40s. And they're all so different. You know, my daughter now is an adult, and she was a very hard teenager. Um, and then we have a very severely disabled son who's 16, nonverbal, diapered, all the things, seizures. And then a, a second grader. So I'm seeing all these different, you <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah. got a lot of different perspective. And so I always remember my own situation when I when I'm mm-hmm. um, interpreting other people's parents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> AKA judging and rolling my eyes at people. Um, you know, like when I see a, a, a meltdown, even if the kid isn't a toddler, you know, if it's yeah. a teenager meltdown, in my mind I'm like, 
gosh dang it, mama, you're doing the best you can. And I will offer help sometimes in those situations mm-hmm. if I feel like it's, you know, appropriate. But I it's helped me to really not judge other people so much because I I feel like we've been through it all and everyone around me, I mean, my close inner circle people know, but the people that don't, you know, know what's going on inside the walls of our house, they have no idea. All the other things we're dealing with that aren't just disability, mm-hmm. you know, or a or a rebellious teenager. There's so much more going on. And that I know that's true for everyone. Yeah. It's not just our family. Everybody else has so many things that they're dealing with that are like sometimes life and death situations. Yeah. And we don't know. So if we think some mom is being a loser and, and you know, like not doing right <laughs> by her kids, like we don't know what we're talking about because no one really does. But, you know, I, you have to remember that when you're mm-hmm. looking, looking around, I right? Know. <laughs> you know, and think... Everybody's got their stuff, man. We're all just doing the best we can, and we all need help. That's for sure. Yeah, I think both of you made great points. I mean, that's you just try to realize other people are doing what you're doing, which is you're just trying to do your best. Mm -hmm. And I think as I've um, gotten older and I go to the grocery store without my children, Mm -hmm. and I see a mom with, like, a couple little babies or something, I'll say (laughs) I'll say something. You're that. I'm, you're I'm that, that, I'm that old lady now. <laughs> yep. <I'm>, yep. <laughs> that will be like, nice job. Way to go. Yeah. Or yeah. I'll be on a walk and there'll be somebody, you know, pulling on toddlers and like on a hike. The other day yeah. we saw this. We left the trailhead, me with my adult, mostly adult children. And then next to us was a family starting with a baby in a backpack, another one, you know, a couple more in hands, and then, oh, you know, a seven-year-old. Told, and it was so funny on the way back. We did, we never saw them again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought they I thought, disappeared. Into they the didn't woods. make it very far, but they tried. But every time that I see somebody like that, I always say, or or we've gone skiing, and I see somebody, you know, just oh, oh try, trying so to put little hard. kids in ski clothes. I'm it's sorry, so it's just hard. such a nightmare. I didn't do it, <laughs> but but we did that growing up, and I always tell them, hey, this will pay off. This will pay off when you do it. And so I think just being a little bit, you know, in addition to all the wonderful things you said, giving each other grace and everything, being a little bit of a cheerleader for each other. I think that helps, you know, and and hopefully it just makes them think a little bit about, yeah, this is going to get easier and it's worthwhile now. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh, The last thing that I want to say is that when I catch myself judging, and I do because I'm human, (laughs) I think, Elise... If you have time to judge, you have time to help. <laughs> so unless yeah, you're willing awesome. to put, you know, to meet somebody where the rubber, you know, hits the yeah. road, then, you know, roll up your sleeves then and get to work. And there is a lot that we can do to help each other. So oh, agreed. So I think that's a that's a that's the best way because then it creates empathy. You go, oh yeah, that's not the situation really I thought. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. We need to help each other. <laughs> Less judging, more helping. That's right. <laughs> I like that's where we've got sure. to. Yes. Thank you for joining the Council of Moms. I hope that you will create your own Council of Moms to be able to talk through a lot of these real issues. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Council of Moms. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Find us on any of the podcast platforms. And if you have a question for the Council of Moms, please leave a comment for us on The Lisa Show on Instagram or Facebook.